Let me just go down this. This song has been in my life ever since I first started trying to play the banjo. Uh, you know, it was one of those first songs that I heard Pete Seeger play on recording because, of, of course, that was the first time that I, I, I experienced Pete was listening to his music on, mm -hmm. uh, on recordings. And uh, it, it, there's, there's something about that song, about Darlin' Corey. Uh, I think Tom Chapin did a wonderful thing about banjo the other day, and he was talking about that that uh, opening as like a bugle call on the right, Weavers. Right. It was like a call to action, and I think that that it was a call to action for so many of us uh, young people uh, at that time who were interested in this kind of music, and it was like that call of action to say, "You can do this." you can this is this is a music that you can enjoy and you can play and uh and if you know it could be the the kind of thing that opens up a new door to your life and and that's what it, it has done for me ron well uh rick i'm i'm certainly glad that the, the that you found that song and, and the influence it's had on you um First of all, but before we begin, I'd just like to welcome all of our listeners back. Uh, to, I'm Ron Olesko, and my guest today is Rick Palieri, who is celebrating his, now this can't be true, was it 50 years? I mean, would you start when you were like a, in the womb? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, Ron, I kind of, I looked at it that um, right after high school, uh, you know, I had this plan of trying to be a folk musician. And I went and, and hitchhiked and took buses across the country. And uh, that tour really opened up my world. You know, I grew up in New Jersey and I had never really experienced what, you know, what the United States was like. Uh, and I went out on the road and I, I remember the first time seeing Buffalo out in Kansas. And that was an eye-opening experience to see Buffalo and to realize what a big and exciting country that we lived in. And you know, Ron, I rode those roads ever since, you know, that first right. time. 
that's why I look at that as that was the beginning of my kind of folk music experience because for the rest of my life, I kept riding those same roads right up until the pandemic. And, uh, you know, and seeing those same places, I'd keep going back to Kansas and and out to California and out to Butte, Montana and all of these places that I first experienced on that uh, that uh, trip that I did with my high school buddy <laughs> right out in 1973. And so I felt like, well, this is a good time to really um, celebrate um, this life of music. No, it's it certainly is a celebration. Uh, uh, we Last time you were on the show, you talked about your new book uh, at that time, Banjo Man. And now you're going to be coming back to the Garden State uh, on April 26th. You'll be in uh, East Brunswick at the East Brunswick Library at 7 p.m. And it's going to be more than just a concert. You've got something special happening. It is going to be a lot different than, than a regular concert. Uh, author uh, Michael Gabriel, who wrote the book about the uh, New Jersey Folk Festival Revival, uh, is going to be interviewing me. And he put together a PowerPoint show of all of these photos throughout my life. So everybody in the room will be kind of traveling down these 50, 50 years and you'll get to see uh, you know, Pete Seeger's uh, log cabin and, <laughs> and Jimmy Driftwood and, and all of the, the characters have, who have played such a, an important part of my life and old pictures from the Sloop Clearwater uh, and so many of, of those kinds of things, plus uh, it's, um, uh, some of my Polish bagpipe world, everything will be in there. And, uh, and he'll be interviewing me. And I think Angus Gillespie, uh, who was the founder of the New Jersey Folk Festival, will also be in the room and, and might be asking me questions as well as other people. <laughs> my old uh, music uh, high school teacher is going to be there, which is going to be interesting. So this is, this is where I grew up. This is my, right. you know, so a lot of, uh, a lot of the uh, folks uh, from my school will be in the room because this is also the 50th anniversary of our high school reunion. And nice. so they're coming out, you know, uh, to, uh, to cheer me on, which is kind of fun. Oh, that'll be great. And again, that's April 26th, the East Brunswick Library, East Brunswick, New Jersey, and begins at 7 p.m. And we'll, we'll uh, mention this again later on. Um, you know, the 50 years, uh, you know, as I re- read your book, uh, some incredible stories, some incredible experiences. And you, you mentioned the pandemic and being kind of forced off the road because of that. And, and I know you've got sort of a, a traveling bug in you. I mean, you you perform quite a bit. You're all, you've on the road. You've got your van I, I, that I, I remember seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet you adapted during the, the pandemic. Uh, you did wonderful online events, and um, but it had to be hard. Yeah, it was very hard, Ron. It was a, a really, my wife said this is the first time that she saw me home that, <laughs> for that long. <laughs> uh, it really, it was a very interesting experience. And, and I realized something uh, in today's world that uh, you can reach out to a big world right by sitting at home on, sure. on your, your, your little laptop computer. Uh, you're reaching uh, globally. So I'm reaching people when I do a live stream event, I'm reaching people all over the world uh, that I, I usually don't get a chance to connect with. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 the the one kind of, uh, you know, 
glimmer of hope that came from the pandemic that we musicians yeah. can make better choices about how we spend our time that we don't have to spend months i used to spend months months out on the road uh you know sometimes a, really too long uh and it's not easy being out on the road for that long you know because you can never find enough gigs to make it work so you have a lot of downtime in between shows and you're constantly trying to to figure out what to do during that time i i met a lot of wonderful people uh that way but uh it also was uh it it was a younger person's game you know too i mean it took a lot of uh energy and perseverance uh, to get through some of those rough times. Uh, I sure. mean, in my book, I wrote about the, 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 ter the terrible snowstorms that I would drive through to get to a gig. I mean, that's, that's what people don't understand, Ron, is as they think that the gig is, is like the performance part. Mm -mm. No. The gig <laughs> is getting to the gig. And yeah. what musicians have to do to just get to the gig. And sometimes we're driving through, I mean, incredible snowstorms the day before to get close enough so that you could be at the gig on time. And um, I remember uh, when I wrote my first book, The Road is My Mistress, that, that Pete Seeger wrote me a note about, about the, the driving. And he said, Rick, be careful out there on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to be careful. That's for sure. Well, you know, I, I think um, as the old saying goes, when handed lemons, you make lemonade. And I think folks like you and other people in our, our folk community certainly did that during the pandemic. And I know there's a struggle to, to get back uh, to the way things used to be. And uh, I know a lot of artists are also having difficulties, uh, whether they should record CDs, which are almost outmoded. But I know you're working on a new album that's about to be released, um, and yeah. I guess in honor of your 50th anniversary, uh, it, it's called Hands of Time. You want to yeah, tell us a little yeah. about it? Well, you know, Ron, this this project was one that, you know, every song needs a home. And sometimes we write songs and uh, we, we don't get a chance to give them a home for a while. They sit around too long. And other times you're, you're writing new songs and you're constantly thinking about, okay, I have to, I have to put this down. Um, and you know, it used to be, we had to put them down on, on a, either, you know, in the early days, it was like a cassette and, you know, it was vinyl, it, you know, and, uh, and then CD. And, um, now it's just actually just getting it down on a, a live stream, kind of a streaming situation on these platforms. Uh, but you want to give your song, uh, a home. And so I had a lot of songs that uh, I really wanted to um, be able to uh, showcase that some of them were brand new. Some were songs that had never been put on a real recording. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it's been exciting because I pushed myself uh, in, in a different way. This, this uh, album, Hands of Time, is about the time all the time, the, the hands of time, the, the situations that I went through in life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and some of them, um, uh, were different kinds of things than people usually expect of me because I, I, I'm, you know, one of those tradition, uh, lovers. So I'm 
always playing on different traditional songs on different instruments. And when I write my own songs, um, some of them sound that way from, from my mentors. But in this particular uh, time, I wanted to stretch myself in a different way. I wanted to see that uh, what it would be like to try to record something that sounded a little bit different than you usually sound like to, to you know, to really try to concentrate on, uh, on, on the singing and the, and the arrangement. So I, I teamed up with Phil Henry and Phil is a wonderful uh, songwriter and producer. And we've been just having so much fun. And the whole idea came from, we're, we're doing that. Uh, we're raising money to take Utah's uh, flanger car or, or what they called Utah's caboose. It was at the old Philo studios and uh, Duncan, his son and a bunch of us, we all worked together and uh, we were able to take his his old uh, flanger car and bring it to Weed, California on a on a big <laughs> it took two big trucks, uh, two big flat bed, bed trucks to, to to move the, the flanger car. But while we we're there, Stephen uh, Pelcher, who uh, bought the the old Philo Studios, uh, kind of I was working with him. I spent a lot of time in his house. And when uh, Bill Schubart, who who used to own uh, Philo, uh, came there, we were recording some interviews in the house, and he said, "Listen, it's still here." And I was like, "What?" He goes the studio the sound of the studio it's still in this room well ron that lit a spark in my in my mind and i said wouldn't it be cool to record in this space in the old philo studios in the old barn right. so i talked to to steven we moved all the furniture out <laughs> and we brought phil henry in and uh, and we started recording and wow. so th my recordings are all from the old philo studio oh that's and so cool it, it kind of set up a different kind of energy about right. you know the voices in the walls and that's what a lot of the the different engineers who found out i was doing this project who worked at philo were talking about there's there's a lot of energy still in that building there's voices in the walls i mean utah recorded there and mary mccaslin and so many different people sure and, and when i was there recording i i kind of felt that the energy wow. that's in the room was just really magnificent well, well let's feel a little of that energy now how about we share a cut from the album uh, would you like to choose one well, you know, I, I we got a chance to to do a a, a funny thing together, Ron, uh, for the yes. for, for the theme song. <laughs> now, this folks listening here, this is all my my kind of idea that I I roped Ron into doing, <laughs> and uh, and he stepped outside of his world uh, yeah. uh, to do something that was totally different than anything that he that I think you've ever done before. I asked Ron. I said, Ron. This song that I wrote is like an old love dedication song. You remember that kind of thing that yeah, late yeah. at night, late at night, you'd be driving. I would, I would hear this all the time when I'd be out on the road. I'd be listening late at night and there'd be these love dedication things. And it would be some guy trying to win back the heart of, of the woman <laughs> or some woman wanting to reconnect with the man. So I said, Ron, let's imagine that 
I wrote this song and I'm sending it out to this woman and hopes that she's going to reconnect with me. And this is what happened. This is WRK, serving the greater Tri-State Valley. The request line is open for all of you late-night lovebirds. The next song goes out to a lady in Springfield. It was just recorded for her by her old partner, asking for her to give him one more chance. If I could turn back the hands of time Back before our love started dying If we could forget all the people we've met If all our regrets didn't happen quite yet then I could love you again If I could turn back the hands of time If I could stop the tears you are crying if the papers we sign weren't written in stone If I hadn't left you to live on your own Then you could love me again But our time has passed and we both have moved on And our only hope is written in this song So if you're still listening and your tears are all gone Perhaps our love can still carry on Turn back the hands of time Back before our love started dying If we could forget all the people we've met If all our regrets didn't happen quite yet Then I could love you And you could love me Yes, I could love you
And that was Hands of Time, the title cut from the new album that's forthcoming from our guest today, Rick Palieri. And I had a little cameo at the very beginning of that. Okay, I, Wolfman Jack, I'm not, but you know, I, I tried well, my, well, I, my my hat is off to you for for <laughs> for, for having a little bit of fun, yeah, and doing something like this. And uh, I think that it was also like so, that kind of celebration of the power of radio, you yeah. know. That that idea of what did what did a DJ mean back in the day? That that was the the one person that 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 you could reach out to to solve this 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 love problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, the, the the whole idea of radio is changing. I mean, we we both uh, are on folkmusicnotebook.com, and we also do our shows uh, for regular terrestrial radio. And you know, th things are changing quite a bit, um, but yet. You know, I, I listen to your show and I, I can see how innovative you are and, you know, and you're keeping people alive with the old traditions and yet incorporating new ones as well. And that's really important. And I, I, I hope people are, uh, are responding and, and will uh, you know, realize what they can lose if uh, <laughs> without shows like ours. Well, I think that, that I feel, you know, that, that we have a voice. You know, when we're on the radio, we have a voice and we can uh, we can use that voice uh, to celebrate a lot of different people. We can use that voice to celebrate a lot of different ideas. We can use that voice to educate. And when I do folk talk, that's what I have in the back of my mind, that I look at, at the shows as an opportunity. Hey, let's let's let the listeners enjoy something that maybe they don't know a lot about you know the the last show that i just did was about uh the the romany uh, culture you know i mean we, we used to call it just gypsies but now you know uh we we've learned that the roma culture um has been so disrespected in so many uh time errors that maybe that that name of gypsy doesn't quite really say what we're trying to say. I, I still like the name Gypsy. I like the, the feeling. But having spent time with the, uh, the Roma people, uh, I can understand why they feel uh, uh, sometimes that, that people don't respect them. They sure. love their music. They right. love the flamboyant lifestyle. But the people, that's a different kind of story. And yeah. that's, you know... Uh, an amazing uh, journey that that uh, that I, I uh, try to give people a taste of, with a, a an old recording that was done by a Ewan McCall and and Peggy Seeger called "Traveling People." So I was able to utilize some of their work where they uh, had interviewed some of the the travelers, with some, what they would call the Roma people over in uh, England and Scotland in that program. But we've done, you know, it's almost what, it's over four years now that we've been on Folk Music Notebook. Yeah. And we've done themes of just about everything you could find. I mean, the craziest one that, that I, I can remember doing was the one for the Spaceship Voyager, where yeah. we did a whole show about the golden record that is on board the Spaceship Voyager in case, you know, some aliens discover <laughs> 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 and the the music and all the folk music that was on there was right. it was amazing and and sounds of nature and whales and things like and that's the kind of thing that that um having a radio show gives you that opportunity 
to uh, to try these these different ideas that you're you're hoping are entertaining, but you're also hoping will provide um, a, a kind of a doorway for people to start listening to different sounds. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of different sounds, you know, getting back to your, your album, Hands of Time, uh, there's one cut that I, I found was uh, a, a little bit different from some of the, your previous pictures. You, you had a real country feel to it, and it was a gospel feel. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a, a personal song, too, because it was a song that you wrote about your father. That's right. I wrote a song for my dad. He, uh, he wanted me to write this song. He had found religion, and he... He gave me a songwriting challenge, which <laughs> was interesting in itself. And I, I was able to take him up on it. And I wrote the song. And then I was in Nashville uh, with, uh, with some friends, uh, the, uh, Rob McNorlin, a, a good friend, good singer. Uh, and also Caton Roberts. Caton Roberts, a legendary uh, steel guitar player. Uh, and we, we found a studio in Nashville. And we uh, recorded this old style uh, song that I wrote for my dad that's called uh, God's Golden Shores. Will the angels all be singing? Will the trumpet calls be ringing? Will the pearly gates be swinging? When you reach God's golden shore, Will all of your relations jump in joy and jubilation? Will you finally find salvation when you reach God's golden shore? When you reach God's golden shore, when you reach God's golden shore, will you live in paradise when you knock on heaven's door? When the Spirit flows right through you, will you shout out hallelujah? Will your soul live on forever when you reach God's golden shore? Your father and your mother and so many others When you reach God's golden shore Will all your friends and neighbors be living with the Savior Never more to toil or labor When you reach God's golden shore When you reach God's golden shore When you reach God's golden shore Will you live in paradise when you knock on heaven's door When the Spirit flows right through you Will you shout out hallelujah? Will your soul live on forever when you reach God's golden shore? God's golden shore. Will you live in paradise when you knock on heaven's door? When the spirit flows right through you, will you shout out hallelujah? Will your soul live on forever when you reach God's golden shore? dressed in flowers will you dream of ivory towers when you reach god's golden shore then listen what i'm saying read your bible and start praying and you'll never be forsaken when you reach god's golden shore 
When you reach God's golden shore, when you reach God's golden shore, you will live in paradise when you knock on heaven's door. When the spirit flows right through you, you can shout out hallelujah, for your soul will live forever when you reach God's golden shore. When you reach God's golden shore, when you reach God's golden shore, you will live in paradise when you knock on heaven's door. When the spirit flows right through you, you can shout out hallelujah, for your soul will live forever when you reach God's golden shore. And that was God's Golden Shore. That's going to be a cut on the brand new album from Rick Palieri. The album is called Hands of Time. Rick, when's the album going to be officially released? Well, later this year is what I'm hoping. I have to do a few more recordings. Uh, we're we're going to have some extra musicians coming in. Uh, Phil's been really wonderful about getting some really talented musicians involved in the project. And I think that's, I mean, I have friends that are involved, like Mitch Barron and Rebecca Padula. Uh, but uh, Phil has, uh, you know, found some some really talented musicians, and I felt like, you know, this is a project. You know, when you reach, you know, I'm what 67 now, that it, it's kind of fun to do something and and uh, work with a producer and share the vision together, uh, and and produce something that you wouldn't produce on your own. Mm -hmm. and, and how many albums have you recorded now in your in your career? <laughs> Have you ever counted? Yeah, this stuff I think count? there's like 15 or so. Yeah. Oh. That probably goes back to the cassette days. And everything oh, yeah. Too. The first one was on cassette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last of the gypsies. Yeah. See, right. that, the word gypsy has been with me a long time. Uh, but, you know, a funny thing, I want to get this in, you know, is that you just never know how things are going to work out. Years ago, almost 10 years ago now, I worked on a project with George Mann, a very special project called the Almanac mm -hmm. Trail. Oh, yes. And that recording, what we did was we re-recorded the songs from the original Talk in Union. And then I interviewed Pete Seeger uh, twice for this project. I went to his house in Beacon uh, the first time. And then the second time uh, we met in a parking lot uh, in my pickup truck <laughs> with a box of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> You could tell I know Pete's sweet tooth. You know, right, right, we, we right. sat there for two hours because he had a, a doctor's appointment. And, and at that point, and Toshi had a doctor's appointment and he had a two hour kind of layover in between. Wow. And so his daughter, Tina, set it up so that I met him at the at the parking lot and he sat with me and I uh, I interviewed him about the Almanac Singers. So, you know, the whole idea was to recreate the tour that, that Pete had done with Woody Guthrie, Mill Lampell, and Lee Hayes back in 1941. Uh, and 1940, yeah, was it, uh, I think it's 1941. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, it's either 41 or 42. My mind's blank right now. Um, and uh, the uh, George and I then recreated the tour. And we, uh, for that was 10 years ago, we went 9,000 miles and played in union halls all across the United States, following the same path that the original Almanacs did. Uh, and uh, it was really interesting. I, I At the time, I, I knew that it was an important project. I didn't realize 
how important it might be. But right now, there's a guy named Craig Smith who's writing a book about the Almanac Singers tour in 1941 and also the Almanac Trail uh, tour that, that, uh, that George and, and I, and uh, we had Ann Feeney was involved with that tour and the Sukils. And it was an, a, a really a, unusual and a part of American history is what yeah. I'm finding out. Because I said, I said, Craig, you know, I can understand you writing a book about the Almanac Singers. But why do you want to write anything about you know, our tour? He said, Rick, you did it. You made mm. it happen. No one else did what you did yeah. in recreating that tour and celebrating the Almanac Singers in Union Halls. And that's what Pete wanted, you know. Uh, and you did it in a time where when Pete Seeger was alive and was able to celebrate it with you. And I, I did go after the tour was over and showed him all the photos. Uh, and he was laughing. He was reminding me of you know what took place over in this town and, and what it was like being on the road. The reason he loved the Almanac Singers so much was because it was the, uh, the only group that he was officially in with Woody Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They were good friends, but that, that was really the only time that they, uh, they performed as an official group. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's great that you, the things that you've done throughout your career, um, preserving history, educating others, passing it on to, to younger generations as well. Uh, that, that's so important, but you know, here we are now in 2023, uh, supposedly coming out of the pandemic, <laughs> we still have questions, but, um, you know, now that you're back on the road, are you finding things different? Are you finding audiences different and their reaction and, and what they're looking for? First of all, they're, they're hungry for music, Ron. They are hungry for music. And uh, I just came back from a wonderful tour out in Phoenix, Arizona. And that was the first tour. I was down in, in Bluthahatchee uh, back in uh, earlier. But that, that was a small tour. Uh, but the Phoenix, we had 4,000 people at the Glendale Folk Festival. So it was the biggest crowd, you know, that, that, uh, that I had experienced in a while. And they were just, every show that, that I did, people were, were thanking me and, and they were just so happy to see music back in their lives. Yeah. But it's scary at the same time, as you know, Ron, a lot of folk festivals, are folding up their tents. They're taking a pause. They're trying to see if there's going to be a, a, another festival. I mean, we, we were talking about the New Jersey Folk Festival. I'm hoping to, yeah. to be there on the 29th. Uh, and, you know, it's another case where we don't know, you know, what exactly is going to happen. I know that they're slimming down the festival from what it used to be. The Philadelphia Folk Festival is uh, in question uh, they're trying to to get back the Vancouver Folk Festival. There's so many. Uh, the New Bedford Folk Festival is gone. Yeah, There's so many other num- festivals are gone. A, n- a number of little festivals and venues too. I know you know audiences. It's hard. Some venues are doing well. Some uh, people are reluctant to return. Prices are rising, and it's harder for artists like yourself to to be able to tour. You know, finding that cheap motel room is not as easy as it once was, and to take you know all that into consideration. Uh, well, you know that I, I I for years I traveled in in my my camper, my truck camper, Apache, 
And uh, and even there, Ron, it's it's there's a big difference out there. There's also a safety issue that I never had to deal with before, where you're not sure anymore how safe you feel just being you know out on a on a on a road you know at a rest area in the middle of the night or uh or at a even at a truck stop you just you just don't know because the roads are are different people there's a lot of anger in this land and that's what we're hoping to do with our music folks uh, is is we're we're trying to bring some peace uh among uh, you know everyone you know with, with with the music and i think that that's a really important thing because there it is a little bit crazy out there it certainly is and uh what you said about music is uh is so important and i think uh anything is going to heal us i think music is is going to play a big role in that well, um, it's the thing that brings us together ron it's it's yeah. the thing that we can sit down and I can be down in Nashville, Tennessee with people that politically we are miles apart, but I pick up the banjo and I play a couple of songs and we're singing together and we're smiling and, uh, you know, we're, we're sharing food together. And this is where we make that step. It's, yep. it's a small step. It's not heroic, you know, it, it, but it's a small step where we are reaching out to one another. And saying, you know, I mean, Pete would say this all the time, Ron, about, you know, we have to learn to um, be able to agree to disagree with people and still, still be friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that's a, a big part of of what, you know, we uh, musicians do is we're, con you know, if we just played for people who agreed with everything that we did. That, that, you know, I don't think that that's really what our job is. It's right. a little bit scary sometimes to step out there when you know that you're in front of people who disagree with you. And, and you know, and first of all, you know, that, that they say things like, oh, I've noticed your, your license plate. You're from Vermont, that liberal state. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's no hiding it, you know, right. and you, and you, you don't try to hide it. You, you try to say, well, yeah, I'm from Vermont and we are a liberal state. And I'm sure that there are things that you and I can enjoy together. And that's why I'm here to share these, these things with you. Well, you're, you're sharing some great things, including uh, some cuts today from your new album. For those of you just tuning in, we're talking with Rick Pagliari, and uh, he is uh, celebrating his 50th anniversary as a touring performer. Uh, he'll be at the East Brunswick Library on April the 26th at 7 p.m., along with Michael Gabriel, who will be interviewing him and uh, doing, I guess, a, sort of a This Is Your Life, Rick Pagliari. <laughs> so, so that's going to be fun. I have no idea what Michael's going to do, you know? <laughs> He asked me to send some some photos, so I sent him a lot of photos. And wow. he's gonna, he, he, I, I mean, his book, his book about the the folk uh, revival in New Jersey was a real eye opener because a lot of us didn't know, you know, that New Jersey did play an important part in the folk revival, and it didn't play it did play a folk uh, a. a important part in folk music in general, like Woody Guthrie recording in Camden, you know, yeah. the Carter family recording in Camden, you know, Woody Guthrie, you know, being over in East Orange when Bob Dylan, I mean, all of these things that, that uh, we folkies know, sure. but it's good for the public to know that we were the crossroads 
That's what mm. I think that we are the crossroads of folk music. That's absolutely true. Well, it also produced some great people like yourself. And uh, I'd like to, to, to share another cut from the album. Um, uh, this is a song called No Place to Rest My Head. Uh, would you like to introduce this one? Sure. I was in Nashville. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Nashville over the years. And I was, uh, I was there uh, getting a, a cup of coffee. And a, uh, a, a gentleman walked over to me. And I could tell that he was homeless. And uh, he looked at me and he knocked on my window. I was sitting in my truck and uh, I rolled down my window and I looked at him in the eyes and I said, hey, how's it going? And his eyes just lit up. It sparkled. He became alive. He, he straightened up and he smiled and he started telling me his story. And this is his story that I put in the song. Uh, and uh, it also has this biblical reference that I didn't know about until after I wrote the song. But this idea is, is actually in the Bible about, you know, no place to rest your head. And, uh, it's, you know, so that's why I wrote the song. God. No place to rest my head, I got no place to rest my head I'm just a poor child of God, got no place to rest my head I got no place to rest my head, I got no place to rest my head I'm just a poor child of God, got no place to rest my head Daybreak and I awake, brush the dirt from my skin. I look for a place to wash my face, then it's out on the streets again. Got no money, got no cell phone. I lost everything when they took away my home, and I got no place to rest my head I got no place to rest my head I'm just a poor child of God Got no place to rest my head I got no place to rest my head I got no place to rest my head I'm just a poor child of God Got no place to rest my head You think I'm crazy, you think I want to live this way You think I'm lazy, and I don't want to pay my way No, 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 I was just like you I had a family and a home But times got bad, lost all I had Got no place to rest my head I got no place to rest my head I got no place to rest my head I'm just a poor child of God Got no place to rest my head I got no place to rest my head I got no place to rest my head I'm just a poor child of God Got no place to rest my head You know the lion has his own den the birds live in the trees The fish swim free in their own sea But there's no place that's left for me
got no place to rest my head. I got no place to rest my head. I am just a poor child of God. Got no place to rest my head. No place to rest my head. That's Rick Pagliari. That's a song, a little sneak preview of an album that Rick will be releasing this later this year called Hands of Time. Rick is celebrating his 50th anniversary as a touring musician, originally from New Jersey, the Garden State, one of our best. And, uh, and he's going to be back again on April 26th for the East Brunswick Library at 7 p.m. And uh, he's scheduled to be at the New Jersey Folk Festival on the 29th. And uh, I'm sure you've got many other gigs going up. And, you know, Rick, Rick one of the things that I've always admired about you is that you you love to share the music and to teach others about not only the stories behind the songs, but how to make music. Hmm. Uh, that's the only way this is going to continue being mentors. And then now, you know, let's face it, we're both elders these days. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it's part of our duty uh, to, to help spread the word. Yeah. You know, Ron, I, I, I spent most of my life, uh, in schools, <laughs> not that I liked being in schools all the time, but I worked for the National School Assembly. I, I did over a thousand schools across America. Uh, and then I, I did a lot of uh, school programs over in Scotland and England and Germany and Australia, all kinds of places. And, uh, and, and bringing that, that uh, sometimes there were, there were kids that never saw a live performer. And, and you were introducing them to that. And then the next step, of course, is, you know, you're actually sitting down with a young student and teaching them uh, about the instrument. And so uh, I've been doing that a lot in my life. And recently that's come back to me because the state of Vermont, where I live, awarded me a, a folk life, uh, the Vermont Folk Life uh, Center uh, has a, a special program where uh, you are uh, doing, a, they call it a master's kind of apprentice thing where you're teaching a student. And I am teaching a, a, my student, Jason Baker, and now a young student uh, who's he's eight years old and he's so excited uh. <laughs> uh, about the Pete Seeger style of banjo. Uh, and I am using Pete's old book and, and trying to teach them in that the way that I was taught um, the first, you know, the way that I was reading Pete's book, but later on when work, working with Pete uh, on stage and, and you know, kind of swiping a, a, a lick here, <laughs> watching how he did things, asking him questions. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about that. And uh, even oh, Jason is, is really trying to, uh, to learn that style. And we're, we, we performed together in the Folk Talk Trio with uh, Patty Shannon. And we're going to be doing a special kids uh, program, introducing, introducing them to folk music. Uh, they call it what the, the Little Folk Show at Cafe Lena. And that's on May the 6th. Uh, and it'll be online so you can watch it as we uh, show them the different instruments and teach them a little bit about folk music. Uh, that's terrific. Well, well, Rick, I think you've, you've set us up for your next 50 years and uh, <laughs> you've got some some great seeds that you've planted yourself here. So uh, we're, we're really appreciative of, uh, of all that you've done. I mean, you've been a friend to, uh, to me for so many years and, you know, I, I'm so happy that you're celebrating this year. Uh, you're being basically honored with that 
night at the uh, East Brunswick Library with Michael Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, that'll be on April 26th, 7 p.m. And the uh, new album coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you're going to be doing some some touring. You're back on the road with Apache? Oh, yeah. I'm doing that. I'm going to Europe. I'm going back oh, nice. to Europe for the first time. I'll be in Germany in June uh, and Poland in July. And that's going to be uh, really special. I'm going back to Nashville uh, with my friend Rick Nessler. Uh, we're, we're going out there. We're going to do something at the Woodsong Song Farmers Gathering in Kentucky. And we're going to do something over in Pennsylvania at a folk club. Uh, so it's, it's kind of like you're looking at, I'm looking at myself in, in many directions these days where I'm, I'm playing, you know, still playing with Rick Nessler, my friend since 1979 <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and, uh, and playing with the folk talk trio and, uh, and, and even, you know, with, with George Mann, uh, reconnecting about this old project that we did so many years ago. Uh, and, uh, and then all the friends that I've made all over the country all over the world where I get together and I'll be performing with people in Germany and people in Poland. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it definitely is. Well, Rick, I, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today and from sharing some songs from the, the new CD. We're looking forward to, uh, to its official release. And uh, I also want to thank you because, you know, you embody the spirit of community uh, and, and, and music, of course, but it's, it's the way that you're able to bring to people together. I mean, it's obvious you were mentored by people like Pete Seeger and Utah Phillips and, and all these others. And now you're, you're taking the time to, uh, to help spread that to others and new generations. Well, Ron, I don't think that like one day we wake up and we're old kind of feeling. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, uh, and then all of a sudden you realize that you do have a responsibility. We were given these stories. We were given these songs um, by our mentors. And our purpose is to play them as well as we can for as long as we can and also start handing them off to other people and making sure that they understand where we got them from, especially mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't just from a recording or for from reading a book. But if we sat down with one of the old mentors, and I'll, I'm saying this to all of our listeners, if you sat down with some of the old old timers and learned from them, remember to share that with the people that you're performing for us to let them know, give the dignity back to the people who taught you. I mean, that's really important, you know, is that we say, you know, I got this from like, I learned, I learned how to play the native flute from Kevin Locke. You know, that's important that we pay tribute, you know, and even if we, we didn't, you know, meet the person to say, Hey, this is a song from Lead Belly. Let people know where you got the song. Give sure. them dignity. That's that. That's. I mean, at the end of the day, what do we have left in life? You know, people always talk about the riches in life. You know, well, we all know what happens when we pass away. Everything goes in the dumpster. <laughs> the only thing that's left is the stories. You know, the money disappears. Who knows where it goes? So the stories, the songs are what we're going to be remembered by. And so we have to make sure that we make sure that we take care of those who took, you know, the time to teach us things and, right. and make sure that we pass them on 
to uh, the people who want to know. Uh, Absolutely. Well, well, Rick, I, again, I want to thank you for being here today. And I want to end with another song that uh, is going to be on the album. I think it's an appropriate song to end with. It's called Music Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, 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 song, DJ again. <laughs> this song I wrote in Nashville. And, and uh, it's a funny story because I was staying with an old high school buddy and his kid uh, was young at the time. Uh, I was trying to say goodbye without uh, causing a ruckus, you know, early in the morning. I'd like to just kind of write a nice thank you card and maybe leave some Vermont honey or, or a CD. Uh, and he caught me uh, sneaking out and he was there with his little blanket, you know, and wow. uh, he, he had little tears in his eyes. And I said goodbye to him. And as I was I was driving out, I said, well, I guess everybody cries when the circus leaves town. And I started writing the song right then as I, I started driving. Oh, it's a beautiful song. We're going to listen to it now. Rick, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for all you do. And uh, I look forward to our next uh, meeting together, hopefully in person. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see you real soon. Thank you. I'm just a music man. Living gently on the land And every night's a one-night stand I hang my hat wherever I am Cause everyone cries when the circus leaves town Clowns ain't funny when no one's around Stars don't shine when the tents go down Everyone cries when the circus leaves town I was born with a wandering soul Gypsy blood from days of old Itchy boots and a wandering mind Keeps me moving all the time Cause everyone cries when the circus leaves town Clowns ain't funny when no one's around Stars don't shine when the tents go Everyone cries when the circus leaves town My friends don't understand Why I'm just a traveling man Blowing free with the wind You see me coming, then I'm gone Cause everyone cries when the circus leaves town Clowns ain't funny when no one's around Stars don't shine when the tents go down Everyone cries when the circus leaves town Perhaps someday I'll settle down They'll plant my feet in the hallowed ground Put away my traveling shoes And I'll finally kick these goodbye blues Cause everyone cries when the circus leaves town Clowns ain't funny when no one's around Stars don't shine when the tents go down Everyone cries when the circus leaves town Yeah, everyone cries when the circus leaves town Clowns ain't funny when no one's around Stars don't shine when the tents go down 
cries when the circus leaves town. 